Hi and welcome to the Homeopathy Health Show. I'm Atik Ahmad Bhatti, a fourth generation homeopath with over 25 years of professional experience and practice in this field of healing. The Homeopathy Health Show is the online voice of homeopathy around the world, promoting and raising awareness of this truly unique system of healing, which is suitable for all ages, young and old. Every week I invite guests from the world of homeopathy to come and share their experiences, their work, offer insights and essentially talk all things homeopathy. Why not visit www.liketreatslike.co.uk and click on the radio and podcast button to listen to the latest episodes. So let's begin today's show here on UK Health Radio, the world's number one talk health radio. Hi and welcome to another episode of the Homeopathy Health Show here on UK Health Radio. And as always, I'm your host, Atik Ahmad Bhatti, a fourth generation homeopath and of course host and producer of this splendid show. Now my guest today is Ria Bartra. She's a professional homeopath from Canada who spends most of her time in the UK. And the reason for this actually is she has joined for homeopathy. A, an organisation which was co-founded by Manny Norland, who is the principal of the School of Homeopathy in the UK and the School of Health. The objectives of For Homeopathy are to promote homeopathy, not only in the UK but around the world, and comprises of 11 organisations, including the Society of Homeopaths, the Faculty of Homeopathy and the Alliance of Registered Homeopaths, and, of course, the Homeopathic Research Institute, which I must say is doing some remarkable work as far as the promotion of homeopathy is concerned, the research of homeopathy, and all the cases and evidence. It's an amazing organization. Now, uh, Ria has actually joined for homeopathy and is in charge of the social media element of it, and uh, she's going to share that with us today, and also what it was like growing up and hearing the stories of how her grandmother uh, used to use homeopathy. Ria Batra, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on the Homeopathy Health Show here on UK Health Radio. Thanks for coming. Uh, thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thank you, Atik. I'm really happy to be here, and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Brilliant. I have so many things to ask you, actually. Uh, so where do I start? Hey, I have a big list of questions in front <laughs> of me, and um, but I, I tell you, the most um, important part of this whole conversation will be the early days. Now, I know that you were exposed to homeopathy at a very young age, as yes, as I was, was I, and as were many homeopaths, you know, by, by chance or, or whatever circumstances they found themselves in. Mm -hmm. So you do mention, and, and you mentioned to me that when you used to visit India, uh, your grandparents would prescribe homeopathic remedies or certainly you or you, you saw them using homeopathy yes. so what do you remember from that time and what was that experience and was it just how, how did you feel about that I think when I look back at the time when I actually used to take it I, I was really young so it was just be like you go to India you know you overeat you get a little sick and then they would just be like here take these and I'm like what is it and they're like no no just take it so I think initially it was very much so where I was just like, okay, I'm just taking something. And I think as the years went on and I didn't go back to, I used to go every year. So when that kind of died down a little bit, 
I think that's when I started questioning it. And I'm like, what is this I'm even taking? Because you don't get exposed to homeopathy much in Canada as you do in India. So I think that's when I started questioning it. And I'm like, what am I taking? And I started reading upon it a little bit. It's interesting, though, isn't it, that uh, I, I was actually, uh, it's interesting about homeopathy and uh, the, the subcontinent, but also other places far afield as well. I was speaking to uh, Jock G'day from um, uh, Tirta Usada in Bali, and mm -hmm. he does something called transformational healing, and he's a homeopath originally from Australia. So he's an Aussie, oh, wow. but uh, living in Bali. Mm -hmm. And um, he was talking to me about the fact that over 95% of Indonesians mm -hmm. um, know about homeopathy. And that was that they know about homeopathy but they also know about natural healing and uh, really it was nice. interesting it was, it was interesting and and it's very much the case with subcontinent as well isn't it where places like india where you know there are some incredible homeopaths you know it's it's a normal way of life homeopathy is normal it's not oh shall we look at something else it's like we either go to the doctor, we go to the hospital, or, you know, we let, it's homeopathy is, is an everyday thing. It's like, oh, just go down the road and there's a homeopathic store and buy this and buy that, you know, and, and you'll be fine. It's the, it's amazing, isn't it, to see that actually when, when we visit. Oh, yeah, it's definitely, it was really eye-opening, especially going in recent times now that I am a homeopath, just seeing the difference where in Canada, it's like, I tell people I'm a homeopath and they're like, oh, what's that? But in India, like every single person has a homeopathic remedy kit in their mm. house. And it, I just so it's so interesting to see the difference. And also, I think what what's really nice, isn't it, about this is the fact that um, within reason, of course, everyday common ailments uh, are, are so easily treatable. Homeopathy is known around the world for for treating the, the common cold and, and bumps and injuries and so forth. And of course, we know very well that that stage of treatment is, the, is, is just a very basic foundational stage and it leads up to treatment for autoimmune disorders and mm -hmm. God forbid, you know, cases of cancer and, and everything in between. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. it's just great, isn't it, to see that um, there's a system of healing there that prevents you sort of spending so much time and 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 the, the fear factor that goes with it as far as um oh my god you know I've, I've got a cold and the flu and what am i going to do and it's like just reach up into the cupboard and whatever remedy it is you know um uh, allium sepa napmi or what gel semium whatever it is you know it's just yeah. life becomes so easy healthcare becomes so um dare i say it simplified but effective Definitely. Like even now, like, for example, with the weather change, I always get sick. And before it used to be like, oh, no, I can feel myself getting sick. I'll take medicine, but medicine will only kind of help your symptoms. So I'd have to wait till I actually had symptoms. Now it's like, I know it's coming. I take my homeopathics and I'm like, I just avoided it. Like, it's great because it's like you said, healthcare just becomes super simplified in that sense. It's there. It's easy. And yeah, there's no side effects. So it's great. <laughs> It is. It really is the best of of everything, isn't it? I, I, I. Of course, I'm going to love it. Of course, I know. But I have to say it again. I absolutely love homeopathy for what for what it is and and what it actually provides. Yeah, exactly. That's another thing. I feel like it's something that's so accessible. 
um, all over the world, even if people don't know about it, it is accessible. You will get these remedies everywhere. Amazing. So now going back to Canada, where you're originally <laughs> from, uh, having moved to the UK, was it uh, recently, a few years ago, maybe? It was a year and a half ago. At this year and a half yeah. ago. Okay. So just after the pandemic. Yes, exactly. Okay. So you actually originally went to the University of Toronto and you wanted to do, or you were, you were completing your BSc in human biology. Yes, I was. And that's actually when uh, you crossed paths or with homeopathy or homeopathy crossed paths with you. I would say <laughs> homeopathy crossed paths with you uh, yes. based on the insights of so many homeopaths I've spoken to. It's always, <laughs> it's never the individual. It's actually homeopathy comes your way in a certain oh, uh, definitely. situation. I I would say that it came to me a hundred percent. I don't think I looked for it. I don't think it was something that even crossed my mind and it was just in front of me and it just felt right. <laughs> so do, do share what that experience was, uh, what to made you sort of uh, use homeopathy? Well, so this was a point where, um, again, I started questioning homeopathy a lot and I was like, oh, I'm not sure. Like, yes, I took it as a child and then I just hadn't taken it for so many years. So something I personally did forget about. Um, I, so I went right to university. I was studying human biology. I was looking to go into medicine. And in that time, I was also doing some co-op opportunities in hospitals. And it just didn't feel right. Like medicine's very hard. And it was not even that. It was just learning everything. And I was like, I, it's great. And I see the science behind everything. Um, I'm just not enjoying it. And then when I would be working in hospitals, I would see from the patient point of view, because I was volunteering more towards patient care and just supporting them and just seeing that side of the experience where I, from what I personally saw, I felt like they weren't actually being heard. Um, so just being in that environment, I was like, this might not be the path that I want to take. I love learning about the human body. I love learning how everything works. I love taking care of people aspect. Um, I love speaking to people and kind of getting their stories, but maybe medicine's not the only way to do it. There has to be another way. So I was in a space where I was questioning what to do when I went to this career fair and there was a table for homeopathy. And I was like, this is interesting. And I was talking to the people there and they were like, just give it a try. Just drop by the college and give it a try. Um, they let me sit in and actually in one of the cases that they were doing and that changed everything. And after that, I never looked back. That's a, that's a really interesting interesting introduction, isn't it, to homeopathy itself. Uh, did yeah. you then actually start moving forward with homeopathy or did you go on to do other things? So I finished my uh, BSc um, and then that was my final year when I got introduced to that. So to go into homeopathy, you actually do need the undergraduate degree. So this is a graduate diploma program. Um, so I was just like, perfect. I applied for it um, right away and then I started it in the fall. What's your experience been since? I know that you actually did use it for um, an illness that you had yourself. And yeah. so what was that experience like? Do, do, do share what, what you felt at that time and, and the, what you went through and, and the healing that, that occurred as a result. Yes. Yeah, so um, this was all again my final year where I was very lost in what I wanted to do. Um, and I, I am someone who stresses quite easily. 
So in the process, I did develop an eating disorder. Um, I was diagnosed with anorexia nervosa. Um, so at this time, the protocol in Canadian healthcare really is that you get signed up for a program, you go to therapy, um, you go, if it's serious, you get put on a diet plan. Luckily for me, I was just in occasional drop in for therapy. Um, but I guess I was in a place in my life where I'm like, I know what I'm doing. I knew what I was doing to get myself in this position. So even when I'd go to the therapist, she's like, there's not like there is a problem. Like this is a choice you're making. And I was like, exactly. If it's a choice, then nothing here can really help me. I can do it myself. But I think even when I would try to stop how you would say it, it would eventually come back. Mm. Um, so then when I sat in one of my cases, um, I was in the case for the homeopathy when I went and they let me sit on the case. I was really impressed. And a friend of mine was actually in a place in her life where she was really negative. So I was like, hey, look, I sat in on this case and like they did a great job. I think you should go for yourself if you ever feel like. So she went and she came back and she was like, I just feel so much lighter. She's like, I don't care if it helps me or not. Just talking to them made me feel so much lighter. So I think from her experience, I was like, I'm going to give it a shot as well. So this was all before I actually enrolled myself. But I was like, I'll give it a shot myself. I went. The initial case took four hours. It was just four hours of talking. Um, and I didn't even realize it. I left and it was nighttime. And I was like, this is great. Um, but yeah, no, I left the same way. I felt super light. They gave me um, a remedy. They didn't tell me which one at the time. They gave me a remedy. Um, and she told me like a week later, she's like, I just want you to give it a try. I know you're going to go and research it. And I don't want you to be biased about it. So I took it. And honestly, for the longest time, I'm like, yeah, maybe this isn't doing anything. It's fine. We'll see. But since then, I've never had a relapse. Um, there's times where I'm like, oh, I wish I could lose weight. And I'm like, oh, maybe that way, but it doesn't happen. I'm just like, no, you know what? I'll just go exercise instead. And I don't think it's a choice. It's just, I've tried it. Mentally, I just can't go that route anymore. And I don't like, I know for some people, they're like, well, there's no connection. And I'm like, it's the only thing that I saw that actually worked. It's, uh, I, I always find that talking um, mm -hmm. and with, we're literally that's what we're doing here aren't we? you know, and uh talking is is such a powerful therapy and i i just it, it surprises me sometimes that when that is mentioned it's almost like you know it's look, looked looked down upon or or should i say it's just not taken seriously it's like mm -hmm. why why do you want me to talk about myself or or uh, when people say you know you know you're going to go and see a shrink or something you know or, yeah. or you need counseling and but talking is a very powerful thing, right? Human beings have been created to be social. You can't live on your yeah. own, right? You need to talk. You need to communicate. And uh, when it comes to therapy, when it comes to healing therapy, let's say, mm -hmm. it's so, so important, isn't it? Because I've seen so many people, and Ria, it's going to, of course, it's going to be the same for you. I'm sure that just by talking, just by giving them those 20, 30 minutes, one hour, two hours, whatever, however long it takes, right? Mm -hmm. Listening to them, they feel so much better. And sometimes it's just a buildup of emotions, but people don't know where to go. And fortunately, as part of the homeopathy consultation process, or the homeopathic consultation process, if you don't talk to a patient, you can't actually prescribe anything anyway. You have to engage, you have to find out. 
what it is. And this is purely for the benefit of giving them the right remedy, right? And, and helping them. Exactly. But the healing is a bonus because by talking, they're actually healing because they're getting, you know, it's so true, isn't it? When they say, get it off your chest or someone yeah. has a rant and they said, I feel better because it's off my chest. This is not just a cliche thing, right? It's true. It works. You feel lighter. I've done it so many times. No, I d- I'm so glad. Yeah, you brought that up. Like, I personally feel like disease or illness just grows the more you hide it inside. And I feel like if you're holding in all this emotion, you're holding in all these thoughts, it's only going to get worse. You need that outlet. And that's what I think homeopathy, I love doing patient care. And I love taking consultations because you can physically see it in the person in front of you when they start talking. It's like their body just gets lighter. And just seeing it, it was a great experience. Amazing. I love it. I love the stories of healing that the homeopaths that come on the podcast (laughs) share with me. I, I honestly love them so much, you know, because it's fascinating and every story is different. Yeah. Amazing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so now that takes me on to your continued journey as far as yeah. homeopathy is concerned. So what was it like studying homeopathy and doing this graduate diploma program um in Canada? How what's the take? I I have I know a lot of homeopaths in Canada and I I know a lot of families I have family in Canada um in 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 toronto actually and uh, saskatoon oh that's so nice (laughs) yeah well very cold apparently isn't it yeah saskatoon yes (laughs) because i get pictures and uh, it's always freezing and i'm thinking and i'm always invited to go there and i'm thinking i'm not gonna do that i'm not (laughs) summer's a great (laughs) time i'll go in summers (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know but you know how it is when summer comes here in the uk yeah. or, or in canada i'm always busy elsewhere so it's it's That's one of those true. things but uh, so maybe fall fall's also great <laughs> yeah it's definitely something on on the books but let's see okay but um so i i know that there's a there you know homeopathy is taken quite seriously as far as uh you know the, yeah. the canadian government is concerned and that's a yeah. really really positive step and it actually to be perfectly honest with you, Aria, it's also mm-hmm. testament to the openness of the government itself, you know, and the willingness yeah. and the the cohesiveness. And and we know that there's so many uh, ethnic groups and, and cultures and or different people from all over the world. And, and Canada is a really beautiful place for that, isn't it? It's like, you know, it's like London, yeah. isn't it? It's like a hub where it's open to all. Um, yeah, no, I love the diversity and the acceptance, like you're saying, like, homeopathy is regulated the government giving it that space to exist and to be a form of health so people can choose and you can even get um, insurance plans that cover the cost of it like I think the government is very supportive of having it exist due to the diversity of the population it's nice to have people in government who are and I don't mean any disrespect to anyone by this I'm, I'm just talking about the Canadian government who are mature in their thinking and understanding and open and willing purely for the benefit of people yeah people want homeopathy and the government is thinking okay yes this great include it uh you know it's part of the insurance plan as well and you know let people use it and let them get better and that that takes a lot doesn't it it's nice to be in that situation right yes i definitely think like i definitely am very happy that i am from a country like that that gives people the choice towards their health I, like there's so many different forms of natural healing or medicine that can help. And people are always 
quick to make judgments on it. But if it's helping someone, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm, absolutely. So what was it like studying homeopathy at uh, when you did this? Um, it was at the Ontario College, wasn't it? Yes, Ontario the Ontario College of Homeopathic, Homeopathic yeah. Medicine. How was it? Was um, it a busy course? Uh, it, was, it was quite busy. It was extremely difficult and extensive program. And there's so many remedies out there and you have to learn about them. You have exams, you have patient ca um, cases that you had to take. It, it was a very extensive three years. It was quite difficult. There were times where I was like, maybe, maybe I should just back out. Like this is getting hard. But I think the end goal was always a motivation factor. Like the patient hours would just make up for all the hours of studying you had to do. It was, and it was good to see that because in my age group, uh, completely honestly, you don't get exposed to people who know about homeopathy. I don't think there was anyone in my friend group or people I used to speak to that knew what homeopathy was. So when I was doing my course, it was nice to see people who not only accepted it, but chose homeopathy as a form of healthcare. So I think that did give me hope. And that also gave me my passion to kind of spread awareness about it. Because I was like, okay, there is a small group here that still is looking for homeopathy and towards homeopathy appreciates it. But there's just so many people out there who don't know what it is. And I think I got exposed to that during that time, which has kind of led me to where I'm at now, where I work to kind of spread awareness on it. <laughs> Amazing. <clears throat> it is uh, it is interesting to know, though, that uh, now people are very open to to other forms of, of of medicine, be it from an alternative perspective or complementary or even integrative, you know, with with yeah. conventional medicine, uh, allopathic medicine, and that's that's a that's a really good thing, you know. I think mm -hmm. it's important for people to be able to make the right decisions, and sometimes homeopathy is used alongside medicine. Um, mm -hmm. for whatever medicine you're taking for whatever disease or ailment. Um, also, sometimes it's it does become truly complementary. And sometimes people say, and it's a personal choice, of course, people mm -hmm. say, no, I, I don't want to do that now. Let me try something else. And uh, and that's that's a good thing, right? It's it's good to be, be able to have a choice. That's the main thing that I believe in is like that you have to have a choice and there's no problem with integrating everything you work with what is working for you. For example, like I had a cyst in my hand, I went to get it removed, I took painkillers, I took allopathic medicine, and then I came home and I put calendula on it. So I think integrating is the best form of healthcare because there's a reason behind every form, there's science behind every form, every form of medicine, complementary medicine, there is some form of healing behind it. So if you can, if you can integrate all of them together, um, and do what's best for your body. I think that having that choice is really important. The thing, like even my mom, like she had kidney stones and then rather than going to the doctor because she went to a homeopath who gave her some remedies um, and she was completely fine. And it's exactly what you're saying. Like it's saving resources for those ailments that need medical assistance. Hmm. Otherwise you're just taking up resources where you could be getting help somewhere else. Absolutely. And I, and I love that, you know, I really honestly, from my heart, I think, it's such a brilliant position to be in because you're actually you're in, you're ending up helping um, people so that the the fear of getting ill or the fear of a common cold for some people is 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 very depressing 
even as simple as it sounds, but it is. And you can get a horrible cold, right? Colds are horrible sometimes. Yeah. Um, or some aches and pains or a trapped nerve or things which you know that homeopathy can can go in there and and like a you know like a like a magic bullet it's like it's gone oh exactly like before i used to sprain my ankle i used to go to the emergency now i'm mm. like arnica where are you and <laughs> i'm good <Yeah. laughs> i like that <laughs> I, what i would what i'd be upset about is if you said it answers back because that, then we're on a whole new level <laughs> <laughs> yeah then it's a whole other problem we have <laughs> Uh, yeah, I tell you something interesting. As you were talking about remedies, and you mm-hmm. said there were quite a few remedies, what I do is I get my daughter to to test me, okay. and I say whatever remedy, uh, mm-hmm. name name a disease or go through a condition or whatever, and then I I sort of give her the the, the selected remedies that would be applicable, and then she asks me back, but what else is this remedy useful for? Blah blah blah. That actually helps me to remember the remedies because, as we know, there's over six thousand different oh, yeah. homeopathic medicines or remedies now aren't there so it's, it's no, a that's actually a really great way it. it's definitely a lot there's so many times where I'm like okay I remember the first letter of this I just need to remember the rest of it I remember t- using this before <laughs> it's brilliant isn't it <laughs> so uh after your uh, after you graduated what uh, what happened then did you set up clinic in um, Canada or yes yeah, so I've set up my clinic um it's RB homeopathy um so because as soon as I was graduating, COVID hit, it was mainly online consultations. Hmm. Now I offer both in-person and online consultations because I am frequently flying between Canada and the UK. Okay. So I am home a lot as well. Um, but yeah, I set up my practice and then I use social media to kind of spread awareness about homeopathy more than my practice itself, I believe. Um, so that's yeah, that's I have, like me. I do yeah, that. Exactly. Everybody Yours follow me on my Instagram. <laughs> like underscore treats like and you'll know what I'm doing (laughs) it's lovely to promote it that's the thing and I was like I feel like by promoting it you in a way are automatically promoting yourself as well because people won't come to homeopath unless they know what homeopathy is so and especially like because my focus in terms of audience is the younger generation that's kind of has to appeal to them in ways that they'd understand so I would just be like have a cold look at these remedies like is just more so targeting about spreading awareness on homeopathy in general. I think it's really, really important to target the youngsters. And, and as you very well know, I I produce a lot of uh, video trailers for TikTok yeah. <laughs> and Instagram, because those two platforms I find are very, are very savvy platforms, right? They're, they're very, they're very hip. They're, they're current, they're now. And exactly. um, the engagement is, is great because uh, I think it's, um, as long as people don't spend too much time on them. But I think it really gets the message across in a bite-sized form, which people can digest and and, and think about. And, and uh, slowly and surely, it's it's also providing an insight into homeopathy. And that's a good thing, right? Oh, 100%. I, especially TikTok in current times, like the way it exposes people to different lifestyles, different options and um, everything that's available. So I've seen your uh, TikToks and that was something that's been on my mind as well, where you take the content you're making where you have like simple posts, but people aren't looking at posts, you need more engagement. So TikTok is a great option to get people engaged, to have people ask you questions. Um, It's definitely a great way to target the newer generation. You know, during this conversation, you mentioned about coming here and you're a frequent flyer because you have to go back to Canada. So the yeah. thought popped into my mind, and I have to ask you, 
but you don't have to answer it. <laughs> but what do you prefer, Canada or the UK? <laughs> so I, I say this all the time. I love living in London. I definitely think London's a great place to be when you're young. And then when you're old, I think Canada's a better place to settle Aww. down. Okay. That's something yeah. for me to think about then, isn't it now? Hey? Uh. Yeah, yeah, just don't be scared of the winters. The rest of it's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How many months of summer are there? So it gets pretty warm, I think, around April till September. It's warm. And then oh, September you get fall. So it's a proper good hot summer. Good. Yeah. Well, it's it's definitely something to keep in mind, hey? Um, yes. <laughs> now, raising awareness about homeopathy. Now, this yeah. is a very important uh, subject matter itself, and it's something I'm very passionate about, as 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 you know, and uh, and I know it's something that really really drives you, and you have great motivation and zeal for this. So, uh, one of these uh, areas of promoting homeopathy has led you to joining for homeopathy, which is yeah. um, a collaboration of eleven organisations in the UK, and this has been. Um, uh, Manny Norland from the School of Homeopathy is the chairman, isn't he, and the founder? Yes, he is. And yes. Uh, do tell us more about what your role is within For Homeopathy. So my role with For Homeopathy is actually just their social media um, coordinator. So I'm in charge of their tic- uh, their Instagram, sorry, their Facebook and their Twitter. So how this came to be was I was actually back in Canada and Elizabeth from the faculty of homeopathy was someone I was in contact with just kind of talking about the prospects of homeopathy in in the UK and she recommended me to Manny and she was like hey this uh, Canadian uh, homeopath Um, and she kind of sent over my social media pages for my practice so she sent over my RB homeopathy Instagram and Facebook and that got me and Manny and it was Crystal at the time as well who was in charge of social media so we all kind of got on a conversation and we realized we share that passion for spreading awareness and kind of just showing people that they have a choice in their healthcare and not just in terms of homeopathy, we share posts on other forms of complementary medicine. And it was all just about showing the importance of choice and spreading awareness on these options. So that kind of, because we all shared that passion, that value system, it kind of came into play where I started working on their social media um, and they've just been great. Like there's conferences that happen here before, like there was the one that happened recently and there's one next week for the integrative complementary medicine. And it's just, they've got me involved in those, making sure everything's updated social media wise, but also just to support the community in a better way. Brilliant. That's that's so good. And and actually, I I must say that uh, I must give a a very big thank you to Manny Norland who who has been on on the podcast as well. Um, I think he's doing great work, and 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 it's really it's it's really making a difference. So hats off to to him, and and all respect to Manny Norland from the School yeah. of Homeopathy. I think it's it's brilliant, and and is is an absolute gem to to know anyway. Yes, he definitely is. And his passion is just so infectious. Like, it could be, you'll be like tired from working and he'll be like, I just loved about this. And he's like, I think it'd be great for people to see this. And you you get enthusiastic just working with him. It's great, isn't it? It's, it's amazing. It really is. I, I, I've been thinking what constitutional remedy he is, but uh, I'm stuck. But, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's homeopaths for you, isn't it? Hey? It is. You start <laughs> observing, don't you? 
But oh, I do that all the time. I'll be hanging out with people. I'm just watching them, and I'm like, oh, I know exactly what remedy this is coming from. <laughs> <laughs> so, as far as uh, for homeopathy is concerned, you're also actually involved, aren't you, with the faculty of homeopathy? And this is actually quite interesting because you you said to me that you were creating a community where people from around the world can come and talk about homeopathy and ask questions. So it's almost like a a hub, isn't it? A platform. Yeah. Uh, which is in the form of a hub where people can actually come in and, and, and pose questions. How, how does Yes. So um, how I got involved with them was again, I kind of reached out to Elizabeth um, and I was like, this is, I'm kind of interested in seeing what homeopathy means in the UK. And she was very supportive. She reached out to me and gave me all the information I needed, but she also invited me to kind of get involved in the faculty. So I started on a volunteer basis and now I'm their membership coordinator. And what, I really, so my passions with homeopathy are kind of divided. One part is, yes, I want to spread awareness on it. I want people to be aware of the options they have for their healthcare. But I also felt that being a new homeopath in the community, it is very lonely in terms of you don't know who you can go to for support. And I think homeopathy is one that, yes, you can read all the books there is, but the kind of experience you get actually working in the field is it's a whole other level of knowledge. And I think it's important to be able to share that knowledge with each other and kind of talk about cases with other homeopaths. So I realized that especially being new to the field, there has to be a sense of community. So this was something that um, Liz at faculty was also trying to kind of accomplish. So now working as a membership coordinator, we are trying to build that community where we have homeopaths all from all over the world joining. We have a like a website that they can go to we do events that they can attend and they are they have basically a point of contact that they can come to and if they want they can talk to each other about cases like I think you need to be able to bring the field together from different countries as well because like even just the experience you get in Canada versus the experience you get in India as a homeopath is completely different and I think building that community allows us to grow the field grow our knowledge and also again spread awareness on it together i think that's a really it's an, a brilliant objective truly speaking you know i think it's really really important and it's creating a community isn't it and and i think yeah. that's that's so key but what you've also said about um the differences between india for example let's take that yeah. as an example I've interviewed a few people, as as you know, from uh, India, Dr. Gorang and mm-hmm. Dr. Sharon, and, and and a few others are coming up. Um, Farooq Master's coming up, and uh, Dr. Rajan Sankar, and hopefully very soon as well. And oh, uh, so nice. but it's very different. It's very different there because because homeopathy is so open. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, it's so well known by the masses that it's people are talking about homeopathy. You can talk about it on the street. You can talk about it in a cafe. Yeah. You can go to one of hundreds of thousands of clinics uh, and and see a homeopath or, or homeopathic doctor as as mm-hmm. far as it's uh, it is in india where homeopaths actually qualify and they receive a doctorate don't they because yeah. they're homeopathic doctors and uh but it's very different here there, there it's very very open and yes. uh, easy to mingle and integrate and get information um mm-hmm. here it's somewhat more difficult so things like for homeopathy and the work the faculty is doing i think are uh, are really really important to bringing this uh, community atmosphere and i think it's it's a real plus point i definitely think so and i love that for homeopathy is a combination of different um organizations in homeopathy and 
the field here just because every organization has their own perspective and every organization has targeted their audience in a different way. So I love in for homeopathy that their, their goal is the same. So you have all these different um, experiences coming together to working towards a common goal. What uh, organizations are part of for homeopathy? Uh, we have the Society of Homeopaths, we have Faculty of Homeopathy, there's Homeopathy, Homeopathy UK, uh, there's the EFPH, sorry, it's the You European. don't have to mention all of them, I know it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, this, I can't this, think of the big ones. It wasn't a <laughs> test. there are a lot. <laughs> I was just asking some of some. For some yeah, of no, there's a lot, but that's the thing. They all have their own platform. They all have their own expertise, and they all bring that towards a common goal, and I, that's what I love about it. Excellent. I love that, you know, and, and may it continue for, for many, many, many long years, you know, indefinitely, yeah. <laughs> I think is the right word to use here. Yes. Now, over and above that, uh, you are able to practice and this is online as well, isn't it? And uh, yes. I think that's, that's great. So do you, how, do you actually get, because uh, you, you seem, sound, seem to be very, very busy, um, <laughs> but you do get time to practice. I do. I do my, um, so when I'm in Canada, I do take patients when I'm there because that is my vacation time. Hmm. But when I am here, no, I definitely take online consultations. Um, I, it's why I'm in the field. I love doing them. And I kind of work, it kind of, it does help me in the sense that I'm in the UK and the time difference. So when it's convenient for patients in Canada to have a video call, I'm done my work for the day. Hmm. So it, it, I make it work. It's worth it. Brilliant. And uh, I was going to ask you, you know, with everything that you're doing and obviously going back and forth to Canada as well, do you get any time for any hobbies? Yes. So um, actually, um, some of my hobbies are traveling. So going back and forth is great for me. I love it. <laughs> okay. um, but no, I love traveling. I love trying new food, um, different places around the world. My one big thing is I do go on TikTok and find food recommendations. And then I'm like, OK, these are the ones I have to hit. So. I I definitely managed to find time for that in my schedule. That's that's good. That that's good to know. It's it's nice to get me time and downtime. You know, um, yes. it, uh, it 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 beats sitting in front of the TV, right? I, I found that the, the, the dynamics have changed. You know, very much uh, in recent years, where people are they are they wanting. There's a genuine desire to to get out and about. You know, to mingle more and. And that's oh, uh, that's a really good thing, isn't it, for mental health, for for physical health, and and just for the fact that human beings we're, we're sociable animals, right? We need to talk, yeah. we need to converse, we need to laugh, and we need to be happy and joke. And uh, yeah, I definitely think self care and mental health is very important. So before, yeah, I used to be come home and on the weekend sit in front of the TV. Now, luckily from London, traveling around Europe is not that expensive. So I'll come home some weekend and be like, you know what, I'm going to go to Italy for the weekend and just go. So I definitely love having that option here. As you said that, I was just thinking, there was a program on once many years ago, and it was called, uh, um, uh, it was called not around the world in 80 days. It was, it was something else. It was a food program and a travel mm -hmm. program, um, but it's finished. So I can't actually remember the name. Um, I think it was rough guide to the world. That's it. That's what it was okay. called. And it was a real sort of hip program and, and the presenters would go around the world and just within a very short space of time, like five minutes, they'd tell you mm -hmm. the best things to see, the culture, 
how to keep safe and the best food food joints, you know, for foodies. And uh, I think you should write a blog of your travels, travels with the with a homeopath, travels with a Canadian homeopath. That actually is something I really want to do because another thing is, like, yes, I go on all these trips, I go eat all their food, but I always have my rem- remedies with me. So like it's go just and like, eat all their food. <laughs> yeah, go eat I all the food not. and then have my next vomit out. <laughs> Okay. No, I like the way you, I love the way you said that. I go and eat all their food. I yeah. <laughs> and they no, know, no. they know, they're thinking, hang on, th- that was Rhea Bartra, wasn't it, from Canada? We know her. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> eat. <laughs> oh, great. Now, some, some questions for you that mm. um, I want you to, sh- to share your sort of uh, passion of remedies here. So I'm going to ask yeah. you some questions. Passion of remedies and books, actually. Um, do you have any favorite remedies? And if so, if there's more than one, you got three. Okay. Um, so what well, what are your favorite remedies, if any? Um, well, my absolute favorite for myself is gelsemium. It is my cold remedy. It is my migraine remedy. So that's one thing I will never leave the house without. Um, absolutely love it. My other one is Nux Vomica. Hmm. This is more so I keep around for people around me because we'll go out to eat, we'll go to buffets. And when you start overeating and feeling sick, and I'm just like, here you go. We're going to keep eating, but you just take this. <laughs> so I love Nux Vomica for that. Um, and then I guess the last one would be Arnica, just because I do get hurt a lot. I'm clumsy. I hit myself a lot. So Arnica is a lifesaver. <laughs> Brilliant remedies. Good choice, actually. <laughs> really nice. Uh Nux is a great remedy, isn't it? It's just oh, I love Nux. such a brilliant yeah. polycrest, you know, it's amazing. Now, books, favorite mm-hmm. books, and if again, uh, maximum of three, and, and they um, don't necessarily have to be mm-hmm. homeopathic books. Eh? Okay, well, in my one is a homeopathic book, and just because I use it in my practice a lot, it's the homeopathic remedies and pictures, because a big part of my practice, I really enjoy working with children. And sometimes it's hard to get them talking. So you mm. show them the book and they're actually able to point out like how they're feeling in pictures. So I absolutely love that book. It's one I have a lot of versions of and I never would get rid of those ones. Um, other books I really enjoy is um, there was one called Ikiyagi, And it's a Japanese book on how to live your life a healthier way. Right. And it's, it's very good in the sense that it tells you to put yourself first in situations and it's listening to your body. So one of the things it teaches you is that if your body's telling you you're full, stop eating. You don't need to push yourself beyond that capacity. And that's, it's all about listening to yourself and picking up those little hints that your body's trying to give you. Um, so yeah, I would recommend those two books for sure. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. But as you know, as you said that, I, I, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but as you said, the last book, yeah. Listen to your body. I thought of a cream cake, <laughs> and I can't get it out of my head now. And, and I got to go and have it. It's a bit I think early you for do. A cream I think cake. that's what the book is trying to tell you. You have to listen to yourself. I am. That's what it's saying. It's saying about my cream cake. <laughs> yeah, you got to eat that now. <laughs> it's saying go and have an almond slice as well, <laughs> and then go around the block before you see the patients because you'll be falling asleep with with a sugar <laughs> rush, you know. Hey, but uh, interesting, fascinating um, uh, as far as the books are concerned. Uh, so what are you up to now? What's on the horizon for you and what are you working on for the rest of the year? So um, I am trying to grow the pla- um, community and the platform for faculty of homeopathy. That's 
um, one of the main objectives this year. Um, and as well as for for homeopathy as well, like try to grow their platform, try to increase the amount of expo people we are um, exposing the platforms to, but also just to grow my practice. Um, obviously the back and forth does make it harder to grow it, hmm. but it is kind of building on the platforms I have. Like, for example, like you mentioned, like starting a blog or just building on what I have so I can achieve that community and spread awareness, even if it's not, I'm not seeing patients, I want to do something in the field. So just keep making that impact. <laughs> it's, it's great, you know, and, and I, I commend you on your passion and zeal, which is so evident because uh, it, it's, it, you know, the, the vibrations as far as you're, you're giving off are just amazing. It's really, really good. You know, Thank you so I much. I can see the love <laughs> that you have for homeopathy that we all share. All homeopaths yes. share this this uh, drive, isn't it? For as far as homeopathy is concerned, it's just it's this. I, it's so difficult sometimes to explain it. You have to be in it sometimes to to appreciate it, right? Hundred percent. I think when I was just taking the remedies, I was like, "Cool, I'm taking something healthy." Now that I'm a homeopath, I'm just like, "Oh my god, the passion I have for this is a whole other level." It's and brilliant. You have to it? be in it. Uh, Ria, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, having you on the Homeopathy Health Show, and I will be asking you back soon uh, to talk some more about homeopathy and uh, how you're progressing as far as a practitioner. And uh, maybe I can even ask you, because because by then you'll have started your blog, right? So we can talk yes. about that. <laughs> that sounds great. And thank you so much for this opportunity. It was lovely speaking to you about this. Thank you so much. Great to have you on the show. Thank you. I do hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of the Homeopathy Health Show. Please do support the show by clicking follow on my socials. Remember, the more exposure the podcast receives, the better for homeopathy around the world. You can find me on Instagram by searching for at like underscore treats like and on both Facebook and TikTok by searching for at like treats like. So let's promote the voice of homeopathy on radio and podcast around the world together. Don't forget to visit me online at www.liketreatslike.co.uk and click on the radio and podcast tab. Here you'll be able to see all the guests that have joined me on the show so far. And of course, you can stream on demand the latest episode to your mobile, tablet or PC. Until next time, stay safe and take care.